Hey, what's going on, everybody? I would describe this show as a deep dive into the Board Ape Yacht Club and Yuga Labs land sale. We discuss everything from the Dutch auction that's happening on Saturday, how to actually access the CODAs, which are the sought-after NFT coming out of this drop, and what this drop might mean to the broader NFT market. Will it suck liquidity out of Moonbirds? Will it suck liquidity out of Doodles and World of Women? All of these things were discussed in the show today. As usual, this and all of our shows are sponsored by FTX, one of the best partners we could ask for in the crypto space. You can sign up at the nifty.com slash FTX or on the mobile app with the code the nifty. Hope you enjoy the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the NFT morning show here. NFT market and trade talk Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10:30 a.m. I'm PO. I'm here with my co-host, Nifty Nick, Signal. Captain Kicks, and of course, a few more speakers that we love having on the show. As always, this content is sponsored by FTX. Pinned to the top, you can sign up for FTX, the best cryptocurrency exchange, lowest fees for buying crypto, uh, gasless transaction fees for buying NFTs. You can sign up at the nifty.com slash FTX or on your mobile phone with the mobile app uh, with the code the nifty. What a Tuesday it is. Nick, what's going on? Uh, what is going on? It's Tuesday, you know. I'm just uh, I'm enjoying my Tuesday. I'm sitting and waiting on getting airdrop more money, like I was discussing last night, because I deserve it. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so the airdrop you're referring to would be the Board Ape Yacht Club land airdrop. Is that correct? That's correct. Today, we're bringing a different level of professionalism, though. You know, late night spaces are a little more fun, a little more, a little more flexible, uh, you know, a little off the cuff. Uh, we're going to be we're going to bring some professionalism to this morning when we discuss and provide such analysis on this situation uh, as though, uh, you know, virtual land being delivered to virtual apes um, is a very um, a uh, very important thing, and there's some key business fundamentals uh, being associated with uh, these various NFT dynamics. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to discussing that today. Well, people seem to really enjoy the evening space that you did last night. Uh, people were saying that they want more evening Nifty Nick hosted spaces, and and you know, I really couldn't agree more. Um, Anytime I tuned in last night, it was really, really funny. And then obviously when we joined, when I joined at the end, it was a great time. I'm bringing Signal back. She seemed to get rugged from being co-host. I prefer, I prefer, I don't know that evening Nick person. I'm just saying that this is morning Nick is who you're talking to. <laughs> it was right nighttime now. Nick. And, and this is, this is a very <laughs> professional version of, of uh, Nick. And I'm just not familiar with that. P.O. It's basically like wild one. Nickelodeon. You know how they used to have <laughs> Nick, Nick at, at night. night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nick during the day and then Nick at night. Well, look, I'll tell you, I, I love Nick at night for sure. Nick, Nick in the morning sometimes gets under my skin. No, I'm just kidding. But Nick at night is uh, is an absolute slam dunk. Vicky, you were on that stage last night. How do you feel about Nick at night? I'm all for what? it. I'm, I'm happy to be like, obviously, when I went up and then he made me co-host, I said it's because you'd messaged me to say that obviously I needed to look after you so he didn't get cancelled. And I didn't say anything because obviously everyone's crazy at night time. Everyone kind of has that, that inner demon coming out. And I could not stop laughing at the heading. And I'm like, at some point I'll tell him. And then eventually someone goes, you realise you've put 
other uh, otherwise land up there. It was like a, all kind of like spaces. It was the best. <laughs> I actually feel like the the otherwise probably fit sort of the general vibe of that. But again, I'm not familiar. We we're now in the morning, and this is a business uh, business show. Okay. Uh, comparable with the likes of CNBC, Bloomberg, th- those sort of things. So, uh, you know, we didn't break the news yesterday on the Twitter acquisition by Elon Musk. That wasn't us. Uh, we thought we had some. We had a couple of tips, but we it was only single source verified at that point, you know. And we would never, uh, <laughs> we would never go with uh, any sort of information um, that we have not at least double verified, uh, like the Cool Cats acquisition. Um, so. Uh, which was double verified. Unfortunately, it turned out to be completely false. Um, but yeah, at least two, two people told us the same thing. You know, that's, as as it, that's as good as it gets. That's the type of integrity that we operate with around here in the newsroom. Um, so anyways, but, uh, what's going on in the broader NFT markets? So that's what I'm trying to figure out. Well, I think a little weather report would definitely give us a great idea. Signal, what's going on with the weather? Morning, morning. Yeah, Tuesday, the 26th of April. Volume overnight was was great. It was at 130 million. On the blue chips, the Ape Collection saw a slight pullback, but they're still holding close to their all-time highs. Azuki is ranging, whilst World of Women and Cool Cats are seeing a slight pullback. Over the past 24 hours, the highest overnight volume came from Akatars. They've done $21 million worth of sales, and their floor is holding 2.4 ETH. Proof and Moonbirds are holding strong after Kevin Rose announced Ryan Carson's departure and the $10 million of funding. The Bored Ape Chronicles, they have been confirmed for one book equals one allow list. A speaker gave that alpha four weeks ago on the show when it was 0.15. That floor is now 3.5 ETH. And VFriend Series 2 Public Mint started yesterday and finished today. That floor is at one ETH. And big news for Matty DCR Blogger, they just closed their seed round led by Animoca Brands, $3.5 million raised at a $50 million valuation. Onto the coins, ApeCoin is at $18 after Yuga Labs confirmed the other side is in Ape and only people who KY seed can participate in the Dutch auction on Saturday. And on the OpenSea stats, we've had 10 continuous days of volume over $130 million since Moonbirds. Last time we had this winning streak was in January. Sentiment is bullish, but don't be surprised if we start to see liquidity rotate and flaws on mid and lower chips start to retrace. But these are good opportunities to buy. The 24-hour forecast is sunny skies. Back to you, folks. Wait, wh- hold on. What, what was this DCL funding? What was that? Yeah, I didn't know, you know about that either. Yeah, you know Matty, DCL blogger. Um, he, 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 he's one of our yeah, invested in us. Oh, great. Well, MetaKey, they just closed their seed round led by Animoca Brands. They raised $3.5 million at a valuation of $50 million. That's why we didn't hear about it, because it was only usually you only hear if someone raises like at least $50 million these days. $3.5 million <laughs> is like, you know, that's lunch money. Although Moonbirds announced their $10 million investment yesterday from... That's not even uh, impressive. That's not even impressive. No, especially since like, uh, you know... Uh, I feel like Kevin Rose could have just invested that himself. Uh, but instead, what he went with was the uh, co-founder of Reddit, uh, a competing uh, the former arch nemesis. Um, turn, so. turn best friend. I love that story. Signal, I need to circle back on one thing 
that you mentioned. Someone came on the Twitter spaces and talked about Ape Chronicles and then at 20 plus X. Yeah, yeah. Four weeks ago, uh, Misan, Har- Misan Harisman or Harriman, I'm getting his name wrong, wrong. Sorry, Misan. But he gave that alpha when it was 0.15 four weeks ago on the 16th of April. And that floor is now 3.5 ETH. And there was somebody also on Twitter, I think it was today, called Mooncat, who basically made an absolute killer profit. I think it was like 95 ETH because he went all in on this and he talks about his trading um, of how he did it when he sold uh, on, on the way up. It's a, it's a really interesting case study. There's so much alpha uh, on, on the show every week, at least once a week. Something is an absolute banger. Just got to pay attention. It's, yeah, it's just hard because it gets drowned out by like someone coming up to talk about like, you know, turtle poker stars <laughs> and like why they think it's the next big thing. And I just fucking fall asleep. And so I don't hear about, you know, the next person coming up and and sharing the 20X banger. (laughs) Okay, I thought you were going to say more. Did did he get rugged? No, I think he like muted himself. That was a like really well executed, confusing, you know, end of sentence. I really like that, Kicks. You always keep me on my toes, man. Self-moderation right there. We appreciate that, Kicks. (laughs) <laughs> uh benjamin you bought some meta keys right yeah I, when i saw that announcement i started loading up on them a little bit so um one of the things with and as you guys know with with nifty portal when you have different marketplaces um covering the same type of nft you can get them at different pricing so on rareable they were much cheaper so i was getting them around like 0.19, 0.2, while the floor was sitting around 0.3 or so. So yeah, I, I bought a few of them. Um, I, I've had MetaKeys already, so it, it was they weren't my first ones. But um, interesting to to see what that level of funding will do for something that's supposed to be like the key to the metaverse or, or how they were uh, positioning themselves. So really happy for for Maddie and excited to see what happens with them. I, I love the utilization of the uh, rareable arbitrage, which has become like a standard thing. If you own a collection and you look at the history of your uh, trades, you'll very quickly see, you'll be like, wait, hold on. The floor is uh, twice as much. Well, why, why, how did that one sell? And then it turns out that, no, that was because it was on rareable. Uh, not only does that trade stop the momentum of all other trades because people who are, are tracking the history are saying, why the hell was that so cheap? Um, but it does, uh, it's a great short-term arbitrage. Uh, I, I was gonna make a joke about Medicaid, but I don't. I don't. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, well, now you so, got to make the joke. I mean, look. No, what, it, what... <laughs> it, it, it was the, the main thing was I, I, one of the most exciting parts of Medicaid is that I get access to a private lounge in a metaverse that nobody hangs out in. So that's <laughs> one of my uh, favorite parts. They actually developed a building uh, in Decentraland. Uh, as far as I'm aware, I'm pretty sure it's in Decentraland, and it's like this. Uh, zoom in, like uh, like fly through as though there was a drone flying through this um, uh, through this lounge, and there's nobody in it, just literally nobody in it. And I don't <laughs> think there's more than like a couple hundred people that even use Decentraland on any given day. So it's uh, that that part is funny, but you know, at least look, there's a lot of people um, that are, uh, building things around the metaverse, including, uh, board ape yacht club, who's going to do their drop, uh, you know, on fr- sat is, is that Saturday or Friday? Saturday. Um, Saturday. and, 
you know, that's for a metaverse that we'll all be playing in. And uh, by the time I'm 50 years old. So that's literally, I'm going to be 50 hanging out at home and uh, playing in the board API club. That, that's not what I'm going to be honest. When I was a kid, that wasn't what I pictured uh, my, my future as. Um, so I'm a little off from the original projections here. I'm going to be honest. Uh, but, you know, here, here we are. So really, really looking forward to that. You know, we, I, I got to adapt in life, they say. And uh, I'm adapting. Um, hey, I'm adapting to the fact that I'm going to be 50 playing uh, video games with children. Look, Nick, if in 10 years you're 50 years old and you're hanging out in Decentraland playing games and doing whatever people do, uh, trying on virtual clothes in Decentraland, I think that's a pretty good, you know, that's a pretty good reality to have. So you should be thankful for that. Guys, there uh, are hell no, that's going to gonna be fucking awful. I'm going to be honest, <laughs> I'm not actually doing it. I want to be very clear that was a joke. The, I don't give. I don't care what virtual world it. Although who knows? May, maybe that. Maybe someone convinces me, and, and I am living out that reality. So you, you know, I, I, you could go either way on this one. Nick, there, there's 50 year olds in the space now. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I know. Yeah, there are people now roaming through Central Land at 50, like figuring it out and going through trying to make sandbox stuff, like. Come on, Look, I think Boomer of NFT Land Vault, NFT Land Vault, he, he runs like one of the biggest um, sandbox like city building and he, he's up there. So like, I, I think it's it's funny that, you know, you're looking 20 years down the line and there are people here right now that are like, damn, no, he's it's shitting not 20. Me. Let's be clear. I'm old. OK, to begin <laughs> with. but uh, so it's not 20 years, but I appreciate All right, that. Six ben. years do down the line. A, I have a, have a youthful <laughs> face. I appreciate that. Um, what I was going to say, look, this isn't throwing shade at anyone in their 50s. I'm just saying, like, it's not how I pictured myself at 50. That's all I'm saying. That, that's just what I'm saying. But that's who, who that's fair. <laughs> uh, Vicky, did you have something to add to this? I'm like, first Ben outed me for mentioning, like, over 50s. And then, like, I didn't expect, like, at my age, I'm going to be 53 this year, to be buying JPEGs of apes and running around trying to get a laptop to work in a virtual land and keeping up with all the young people. Like, I have to drink, like, eight coffees a day to try and keep up now. Ten years <laughs> from now, you guys are going to be, like, ringing up the care home. It's like, how is she today? It's like, oh, she's been, she's been in the metaverse for 10 hours. Like, she, but we can't get her out. Are there any retirement homes in the metaverse yet? <laughs> That's going to be a big business. They're booming. Yeah, business is booming for those. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be great for the staff to just put a headset on the old people and away you go. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, Vicky, I, I bet you wouldn't have it any other way. Um, it, what what a time to be alive and what a, a space to be playing in. Um, I definitely want to throw to some speakers, talk about, you know, realistically talk a lot about Saturday's, you know, Dutch auction for Board API Club slash Yuga Labs land and the CODAs, which people are anticipating is going to be the next big liquidity event. And apparently there was news last night that Nick was reporting on in the space that I need to catch up on. Uh, so really excited to hear about that. Closing the book on, on Medici and Maddie, you know, again, one of our investors, shout out to Maddie, um, one of the best investors in the space from a, uh, like an investment perspective, buying NFTs. I remember when I was covering Nifty Gateway in early 2021, when Fawocious put out the Victor and Victoria piece, which minted at $1,000 open edition. Maddie bought in the open edition, but then he 
had a huge like monster floor sweep from $1,200 to like $1,500 where he bought like 30 of them or something like that. And keep in mind, pricing on Nifty Gateway is priced in US dollars and not ETH. And the floor ended up running to like 8,000 bucks. So that was like my introduction to Maddie, you know, throwing his weight around in the NFT space. And it only makes sense that MetaKey would have a little bit of a run right now when you look at, you know, the kind of meta of the space right now. It's basically utility plays and community-based stuff. When you look at Zeneca's NFT pumping, our NFT having a little pump, Alpha Sharks, you know, Premint, all these different NFTs. So it only makes sense that MetaKey's pumping. And for Ben to buy in on Rarible, nice move, Ben. I mean, I get so frustrated when people buy our NFT on Rarible for 33% less than what the floor price is on uh, OpenSea. And I'm looking for ways to neutralize yeah. that. So yeah, but anyway, what's you, going on? You here? must re- you must respect the arbitrageurs, man. They <laughs> they play a critical role in the market. They they are there. You know. I, I lost you for a second. I, okay. But yeah, you got to respect the arbitrage. Yeah, you, like everyone plays a key role in there. You got market makers. You got uh, you got the bots that are in there. You got the uh, arbitrageurs. Look, it it all creates a healthy market. I will say that a rareable OpenSea's decision to place those trades in the feed on OpenSea does impact the trading activity, and uh, you'll actually see it. Yeah, that's so and, dumb. And, and and so it's yeah, it's really stupid. I, I like more. It's it's much better if I'm able to make the trade and go and make money off of it rather than if I go and make the trade <laughs> and then now there's literally zero volume because everyone's wondering why the fuck like there was a trade at 50% of the current floor price and what sort of voodoo magic is going on at that moment. I mean, I agree. Every time, for, for the longest time, before the most recent little run that we went on, every time our NFT was having like really high volume, all of a sudden you'd see a sale at 33% less than what the floor was and the market would be like, wait, what? Like, what's going on? And it would kind of like, you know, put a damper on the run a little bit. But anyway, so let's talk about what's going on in the Board Ape Yacht Club land sale on Saturday. I think it's appropriate to talk about 10KTF in the same discussion because Bird is on stage two and there there's a lot of uh, speculation about 10KTF's connection to Board Ape Yacht Club and Yuga Labs at this point and this, you know, Coda and land sale that's happening on Saturday. So I'm really excited to talk about that. I also want to give Iceman a chance to catch us up, um, you know, on what the Discord has been minting, kind of fill in those blanks. But uh, Wapi, you have your hand raised. What's going on? I got to steal a quote from Nick from last night. It was my favorite quote. And I just got to say, I'm loving my position in the Ponzi scheme right now. (laughs) Um, And moving on from that, I got to give a little bit of shade to Dolce & Gabbana because that meant went absolutely terrible. And I feel like that has impacted their floor today. Um, Who decides to mint on Matic and then go to level one without having like a foolproof plan on it? Don't do it, people. Um, so Dolce & Bond is in the shit bag right now. And then rule number I mean, one that's is That's a little pay... harsh, right? It's not like in the gutter. I think it's still I mean, holding up. The price up... is at 1.4 and they're collecting a 10% royalty after not sending people NFT for like 24 hours. So I think they deserve a little bit of uh, yeah. fire. And, and you gave butt. it to them. Yeah. And go <clears throat> ahead. Um, rule number one, don't fade Yuga Labs. But if you're going to fade Yuga Labs, I think there's going to be a lot of blue chips that potentially go on sale right before Saturday. And then I think if you because, have uh, KYC, you got to max mint. And okay. if you can't max mint, you got to go find somebody to fund you to max mint, baby, because that's the way to make money on Saturday. 
Okay. So you're saying basically that, um, you know, people need to pay attention to the other collections in the space that are, you know, potentially going to go on sale because people are going to sell those valuable collections in order to have the liquidity necessary to participate in Saturday's drop with Yuga Labs. Does Moonbirds fall into that yes. category? Do you think Moonbirds pulls back as a result? Yes. I am looking to, I will potentially buy another bird after I sold my bird in the low 20s or even lower. If they don't get that low, I won't be interested, but I think you will see everything dip. I'm going to be looking at Doodles, Clonex, and Moonbirds are maybe like a third we, thing we, there, but... Uh, um, I'm trying for the land and everything. So I want to be clear on that. But if like shit gets too cheap, I'm going to go buy the cheap stuff. We were discussing that yesterday. Nick, go ahead. And uh, the saying was, you want to zig when everyone zags. I tend to zag when everyone zigs. But, you know, either way, whichever way that is, that's uh, that's the counter trade is buying one of these other markets or one of these other collections. The other uh, element there that was being discussed was the max mint. There were some crazy numbers being thrown around last night where the max mint was 45 of them. Uh, and if the, if the Dutch auction starts at 3E, you're talking about oh, nearly half a million dollars that you're going to have to buy in at. So I don't think most people are going to be down to do that. I also don't think that Board API Club is going to set up a situation for that because that, that sounds just absolutely ludicrous that they would set up a, um, a, a program where anyone uh, can go get that many. Does anyone recall? I mean, there was no, there was no max mint on mutants, was there? Uh, was it, uh, there was not, I, I don't believe. Ask. Yeah, so there, there was no cap. That, that was just public sale. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, and if you if you max minted that one with all of your capital, you'd be up uh, handsomely at this point, nearly ten x. Uh, actually, no, more than ten x. Um, more than ten. Because what were the, those uh, minted at three? I got mine at like two point five, two point six. Wow. I got mine at 2.825, or excuse me, Micah G got mine for was me, that, and I paid him back. Is that a Dutch auction? Yes. Oh, I didn't really, okay. Bes so then it's the Besides V Friends, yeah, besides V Friends, it was, I think, the it was the first notable Dutch auction since V Friends at that time. Anybody's, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but that's how I remember it. Yo, you get a little bit of venture capital in there, and by a little, I mean a lot, and suddenly, yo, you're going to start just taking money from everybody to the maximum. And that's what's going on here. Really proud of the Board API Club collecting all that cash and then airdropping some of it to me. Thank you. For I'm also, that. I'm also, I'm also curious how much this actually dips, um, like a bunch of other collections. I mean, we saw a pullback across the board yesterday, and then a lot of those prices like retraced a little bit. Because, like, just my like thought process is, is that like. We've been saying for like weeks now that people are like waiting for like are holding money on the sidelines for this project. And then I also know a bunch of people that have been buying ape, including myself at like 11 to 13 bucks once again in anticipation of the land sale. So like I already have everything I need to like I don't need to sell. Uh, kick so you're break you're yeah, you're breaking up a little bit. Sorry, but it sounds like you, you were saying that you've had the liquidity ready, and I understand what you're saying, and I think a smart money person like you or a smart money person like Wapi does have the liquidity ready. But my opinion 
knowing what I know about the NFT space is that there's a lot of like DGENs in the space that probably aren't as responsible as you and Wapi ahead of time. I mean, look, if anybody has a different opinion, I'm totally open to it. But I do genuinely think that there's going to be a lot of people that do sell expensive things. And I think if we're looking for DGENs that didn't even prepare. They're not even on the whitelist. What are they what are they selling for? Well, they're going to try to buy quotas on the secondary, I think. So I, I want to dive deep in this because this is basically people have been talking about this as the big liquidity event in the NFT space. Then Moonbirds came out and really kicked everybody in the face. The way that I'm thinking about it, right, is that quotas are the third major board Ape Yacht Club uh, NFT. I mean, the dogs kind of fit into that category, but I almost feel like the quotas could potentially um, surpass the dogs. I mean, I'm open to all opinions on this for sure. And whereas Moonbirds were actually the mutant apes, and I think the price discovery that we've seen with Moonbirds, uh, you know, it reflects that, right? Like right out the gate, Moonbirds had that pump that we've never seen before, set records in terms of volume. It was pretty crazy. But, you know, what? so Kicks, like let's say you're somebody like me, right? How would you prepare for this uh, Dutch auction. I have a mutant, so I already have an allow list spot. Wapi's talking about max minting. Like, in your mind, you just go totally hard on this Dutch auction and just get ready for a pump? Like, how are you thinking about it? All righty. Uh, completely <laughs> Cap disconnected. But Captain yeah. Kicks. I mean, so, like, you got to yeah, look go at on. it, like, how much money is it going to cost? And I think that's up in the air. You know, some people think it's going to be around one to two ETH pegged in eight. Some people think it's like 300 ape, but until you know how much that's going to cost, you don't know what's going to happen here. But my thinking is if you unlock Coda from minting land, you want to try to partner with somebody or if you have a KYC wallet, you want to try to mint as many as you can because you're probably going to be EV plus there. Yeah, I think that's fair. And then if you do get a Coda, then that's going to be a huge deal. Wapi, well, do you have a... Go ahead, Nick. Go ahead. There's one other thing, or and maybe that's what you were saying is the fact that there's this... Uh, yeah, the arbitrage just on the fat on the, it's the KYC arbitrage basically is is one of the best that you're making at this point. But a hundred thousand pieces of land is so ridiculous. Like that that to me just seems absurd because now what we've done is in terms of NFTs and that's not including the codas theoretically. There's uh in in their pitch deck they're mentioning that there's two hundred thousand plots of land that they're actually going to sell. That this is the first drop that's part of that. They've taken and dramatically increased the supply. Now, I think that that's something that's going to continue to happen, but it's very difficult for me to see massive price action on the, the land itself. Like, it just seems absurd to me that you're going to mint land at 2 ETH and it's going to run up to 10. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but even... Yeah, you are completely wrong because it's going to run up to 20, Nick. Okay. Here's, here's, <laughs> and here's, here's my counter argument. I 100% I agree with what you're saying, but think about this. Every single board ape got 10,000 ape coins airdropped to them. If it's 300 ape coin per land, each board ape yacht club owner of an individual NFT has enough money to mint 33 of them. 
Yeah, that's fair. I think a lot of board apes took that ape coin, like the diamond-handed board apes took the ape coin that they got airdropped and exchanged that for moonbirds because it was finally an opportunity for them to sell assets where nobody was going to know. It's not the same thing as selling an NFT where everybody knows that you sold the NFT. You can't extrapolate what Nick did and say that's all other board ape yacht club owners. He's an yeah, I, I, P.O.'s always I, I'm like, not, no, 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 I know other people, not willing to name who those other people are, while I, <laughs> like, openly on stage did this in front of literally everybody and sold those tokens. So it's like an opportunity for them to not know that we did it. I told everyone. Yeah, you understand. did. I'm not talking about you. I'm not so talking about you. other people? Who are the people on the market that you're talking to that are, like, so concerned that other people are going to be like, oh, Oh, you sold some of your ape coin? How dare you? How <laughs> no, dare you do I don't that? think that, that that's the point I'm making is that I don't think that there's a how dare you for selling ape coin. Whether whereas if you sell a board ape or or you know, if it's your only ape, you're literally out of the club. So that's a really, really big deal. But selling any board apes, like that is something that, you know, it draw it draws eyeballs, is what I'm saying. And yeah, yes, people tell me, congratulations, you sold an ape for hundreds of thousands of dollars after buying it for four hundred. That's what I got after I sold one of them. You're putting yourself in a box that I'm not putting you in. You know, like I'm talking about other people that are not hosts of shows that don't do everything publicly. <laughs> Okay, like Nick is just trying so hard to force himself into this box. It's just just a different thing, Nick. No, 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 no. I'm just saying like you're speaking from a perspective. I'm speaking from a perspective of experience. And I'm saying no one's out there shaming Board Ape Yacht Club people for selling their apes. Literally nobody. I don't know anybody. I like if I sold my ape right now, you think like I'm not I'm not talking to anybody anymore. Like they're selling and be like, yo. Well, I'm going to be at a cocktail party and they're going to be like, yo, that's NFT Nick. He's the dude that sold his board ape. Yo, you got to watch out for that guy. What an absolute fool. You're taking what I'm saying really like to an extreme level. Look at someone like Franklin that's no, just been diamond handing his apes forever, right? Like he can then go ahead and low key sell ape porn. Does that seem foolish to you that he's still no. holding like $50 million of apes? Like it no. feels a little stupid. Not in my opinion. You and me differ on this. I'm Mr. Diamond Hands, right? Like, I'm just saying, like, I have a different opinion. And you would continue to buy more board apes. That's what you, Pio, would do. I'm holding 200,000 worth of Aku assets, and I haven't sold a single one, and I bought the first one in February 2021. You're hoping 200,000 goes to a million. I'm talking about he he put in thousands of dollars, and it turned into $50 million or something like that. Well, he got a lot of ape coin to sell, right? He he got a lot of ape coin. And and, and he bought more apes if he sold it, you know? Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, he actually bought more apes. That guy. I wouldn't have done that. That's pretty gnarly. (laughs) I got to say P.O.'s right here because I know a few people have sold ApeCoin and they kind of got bullied into it because they had no money. And they're like, don't sell the monkey, you know, go sell a little bit of this and pocket like 10 grand. So, yeah, I got got bullied on stage. You got to love where you're in the Ponzi scheme, Nick. You remember that? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I'm surprised by Nick's like passion on this, but I like it. I like to see the passion coming from Nick, even though I, I feel like he's misinterpreting what I'm saying, but I still like it. Um, I got OG Board Ape Yacht Club member, now Mutant Ape Yacht Club member, uh, Micah G on stage. I want to hear his opinion on this. Then I'm going to throw it to Node, then we're going to throw it to Bert. So what's going on, Micah? All right, so obviously this has been what I've been thinking about for the past, like, 12 hours now. So I got some thoughts. First, Can't off, wait looking, to hear them. All right, so first off, looking, looking back through the pitch deck, 
it was interesting to see that they said uh, where they're talking about pricing or what they expected to accumulate from the sale. They used the word conservatively one ETH. So the idea may be that the Dutch auction starts quite a bit higher and they were just in that pitch deck saying, hey, worst case scenario, it doesn't sell out right at the beginning, uh, you know, goes down to one ETH. So the fact they use the word conservatively, I do think when we hear the price, it's going to be a little bit on the high end. Um, right. They don't want to pull a full on gutter cats and start way too high. Everyone freaks out and then no one buys for a while. Um, so I think it is going to start on like the kind of pricey end, uh, maybe more like three ish Ethereum, 3.5, four ish Ethereum. Uh, but the thing is, it's interesting is like a lot of people have talked about the fact that they're not just calling it land. And I think that that may be fair is they've brought up a lot about resources on your land. Um, and if you frame it like that, rather than in sandbox where it's just land for you to build whatever bullshit on, um, this is really the release of 50% of the resources of their metaverse. So your land can have different things on it, including a coda. But the fact that those, it seems like those can be uncoupled, like your, your land has stuff on it that can be uncoupled from it and probably sold on a secondary market. If that secondary market comes out really quickly, or even if it releases on Saturday, um, I think the demand for land is going to be insane because what you've really released is 50% of the resource generating properties in your metaverse. And imagine if uh, the Board API Club starts to price their stuff in those resources, right? If their business plan becomes, let's start driving demand to that land and driving demand to those resources, even price future NFTs in some of those resources or a combination of those resources. Like, hey, you gather this, these types of resources, you can mint some other NFT. If they start doing that, they can live off the secondary sales of those lands and those other items. So that's suddenly a resource generating, uh, you, know, you know, basically loop where they can create demand for their own resources, drive up secondary sales, continue to make money off of that. So I think I'm becoming more and more comfortable with putting multiple Ethereum. If anyone starts to freak out, I'm comfortable trying to scoop up as many of those lands as possible because that can be their play is you buy the things in the secondary market with apes. You're generating ape, uh, you know, ape demand. You use those things to generate more NFTs in the BAYC world. Um, and obviously land becomes super in demand because that's how resources are generated. So if you make that little loop going, um, I don't see how that doesn't crush every other project that's sitting at two or three Ethereum and people just pour into that. So uh, I'm, yeah. I'm starting to get pretty comfortable <laughs> buying up this shit, even like I think I have 38 Ethereum sitting on the side. And if it gets to a certain state, I might just throw so all of that. This is, so this is basically Settlers of Catan and I'm going to be trading wood and, uh, and, and like sheep wool and stuff for you is what you're saying. Yeah, dude, but it's board ape. Settlers of Catan, which means that I mean, you get Settlers of Catan for nineteen ninety nine at Barnes and Nobles, but th this is different, man. This is the metaverse. I I'm hearing more people that are talking like uh, or thinking like Michael G. I know someone that said that they're going to try to mint like two hundred lands. I think when you think about it, right, um, the the ninety percent of the land going to Board Ape Yacht Club and Mutant Ape Yacht Club, those people are going to hold those lands and potentially buy more. They're going to hold those lands because this is the like biggest part of the story so far. It would be so stupid to be bullish on board apes, mutants, 
kennel dogs and then you're like, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to flip the land. None of those people are going to flip the land. It's going to be like 90% hold rate for that supply. And then many of them are going to buy one more um, or potentially multiple, right? And then you're going to have a group of people, I'd say at least 10,000 people, if not 20,000 people that see this as an opportunity to finally get into the Yuga Labs ecosystem at maybe somewhat of an affordable price. So you have like 45,000 of the supply. And then if some of those people buy more, you have like 55 to 60,000 of the supply that's going to be diamond handed by the community. You're going to have another 10,000 people at least that come on and diamond hand because this is their first pass into the Yuga Labs ecosystem. So I really think, and then you're going to have whales coming in that are going to want to buy multiple. So yeah, it's a sticker shock, a hundred thousand um, lands. But I think just based on the diamond hands of the community and a bunch of new people trying to get in and get exposure, that it's not going to be like a ton of people just buying land and flipping it for ten percent profit. Well, yeah. and wait, and it's sandbox like a hundred thousand plots. Like kicks killed the sandbox trade, so the digital land has enough like interest in it where it can support a large supply. I think unlike like a character collection can. So and think about, yeah, it's not just the land though. Um, and I want to, I want to piggyback on what Michael was saying. <clears throat> I was, I was posting it uh, before, but one of the most important parts that no one's talking about is what Michael was just mentioning. Um, it's a, the deck says that the land sale will be minted as paired NFTs which will include teases to future paired NFTs such as in-game characters, resources, artifacts, and more. And that will trigger secondary sales for token beyond the primary land. Token holders will be able to trade and sell these as well. So it, it looks like there's going to be more in the, the land that we're getting that you can pair or with other things like the characters or resources, which, you know, that's something that really hasn't been talked about a lot. It's mostly about yeah, just Yeah, then it kind of sounds like a monolith stuff, right? It kind of yeah. sounds like what Monolith and Clone X does, where you, you get, like, something, but it generates multiple NFTs off of it. Right. Yeah, that's that what was it sounds my, like. That was my thinking, is, like, imagine a situation where your NFT gets airdropped, another piece of, let's say, iron, right? Or just so, every week your paired NFT gets another piece of iron on it that you can sell in the open market. And then imagine if they're like, okay, next step is the Jimmy the Monkey roadmap item and you have to build your own mech. And so suddenly you, if you're an owner of a resource land with iron, everyone's having to buy your thing. Like this is continual income uh, where your land is just getting dropped to the pieces for every single future item. The fact that they're going like gamified stuff, they have a lot of stuff with the dogs with game stuff coming up. Um, if this is the resources that are used for that, like you're talking continual income if you own those resources. So I think that's a really interesting play if they start going that route that you could be looking at, you know, essentially, and I don't want to like overhype this since we're, this is all speculation, but you may be talking about something that's a little closer to, you know, uh, continual profits, basically. Yeah, I mean, I love this discussion. I think everyone has good points. I want to hear what Signal has to add. But people in the Discord, like, I feel like the NFT space in general is getting a little bit too comfortable throwing around the word Ponzi. And I understand that when you look at, like, DeFi, for example, and you look at the DeFi plays within the NFT space, it's really easy to say Ponzi. And maybe in five to ten years, we'll look back on the whole DeFi era and we'll say, yeah, those were all Ponzi's. That's totally on the table, in my opinion. But I was saying this 
this to Nick the other night when we were discussing, you know, the Board Ape Yacht Club, like tokenomics and the ecosystem. And obviously, considering we have a project too, this is something that we're thinking about for our project. And it's something that we, you know, put a lot of thought into and have a lot of meetings on. At what point does a quote unquote Ponzi just become a good economy? Like it's possible to build a good economy. You know, human beings have built it uh, a good economies over ten thousand years. Like, is buying Tesla stock buying a Ponzi scheme? That's the thing. So, like, at some point, I think credit needs to go to the people that are developing these tokenomics, these economics, right? Um, because it is possible to just build a good economy. Uh, Nick, you were going to say something, but I also want to hear what Signal has to say too. Go ahead, Nick. Well, I just don't like the fact that we were discussing meetings that we were having about our business and Ponzi schemes. So let's be clear, <laughs> that wasn't what we were discussing. No in, shit. In, in That's exactly what I business. just said. <laughs> Get out there, yeah. though, and buy, and buy our NFT, you know? Yeah, and Theo, I think, I, I think you have, like, a really good point, right? Like, at, at a certain point in time, yeah, like, the word is thrown around a lot, Ponzi and crypto. Um, you're right, though, that, like, you know, is Ethereum a Ponzi, right? After, after a certain amount of success in just progress like something is no longer a ponzi and is actually like a staple of the ecosystem i think that you can say that pretty safely about yuga labs the only thing that you can really argue that it's a ponzi is the fact that like 6500 people are the reason why it's worth a half a million dollars each right because they keep holding and bring the entry price up for everyone else but like is that a Ponzi? Because then you could say that like uh, rare art is a Ponzi then, right? Because a few amount of rich people will own a lot of rare art and keep the prices inflated. That's not a definition for a Ponzi either. So I'm completely with you, P. I think it gets thrown around too much. I think a lot of people actually use the term Ponzi in like a uh, complimentary sense, if that makes sense. Like, oh, this is a good Ponzi. You know what I mean? It, it keeps going. It keeps printing me money. But uh, yeah, kick it over to Signal. Yeah. Sig, what's up? Yeah, yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, following on what Micah is saying, if if that turns out to be true, this would make perfect sense in terms of the Catan world, because they want to have a marketplace, OpenSea accounts for 10%, sorry, Board Ape Yacht Club accounts for 10% of OpenSea's um, sales. So if they have the apes and they have the resources and they're doing it on their own marketplace, this now, this now makes sense to have a marketplace. If it was just apes being sold, Yes, maybe 60-70% makes sense, but when there's resources added, an entire Yuga Labs marketplace builds on top of this thesis. So if this is right, this is absolutely huge. Yeah, yeah, and you would think that they would want all of that. You would think that they would want a lot of that transaction to happen in Ape, especially since that, you know, they priced it in Ape and, and Wapi kind of alluded to why, which is like a signal that it's powering their whole economy. I dropped a screenshot just in the portal chat right now from their deck just to give the uh the from the pitch deck just to give you a visualization of kind of what micah g and, and everyone is talking about so this was just a screenshot of a um mutant ape yacht club owner and because this person owns mutant ape yacht club they got a specific type of sediment underneath their lands called slime sediment and it specifically says exclusive to mutant ape yacht club owners so you would expect board ape yacht club um, will likely also have some sort of, you know, exclusive slime sediment. They don't really go into details in terms of what that actually does. But if you look at the land, you'll see multiple, uh, I don't know, for lack of a better word, like, yeah, artifacts on it, right? So there's an Esper Coda on the land. It looks like the Coda's got a cute little house. Um, then they have a Coda shield, 
Wait, where are you um, seeing this? I linked it in the chat that you created uh, for this business. Um, <laughs> chat. Thank you. Um, it sounds the, uh, like, well, d- Kix, correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like some well thought out economics that factor, you know, basically everything into account. Is that is that fair? Yeah, well, I think it's I think that they're taking an approach of this isn't uh, at least right away isn't going to be like a sandbox like metaverse. It's going to be more like an RTS. It's going to be more like an Age of Empires or a Starcraft 2. Not not in like the you got to move really fast, but in the model of the game where you're going to be trading resources, you're going to be trying to optimize your land to produce better things. That's what it seems that, that, that they're going. Basically, the screenshot shows that you have a current coda, right? And then it has a button to trade your coda. Can, that can, button can itself is very... Can you pin that to the top? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, didn't give, you didn't give me that access levels in, in, the, in the Discord that I'm a part owner of. No, you, um, you I can, think one you of can... the mods could do that. Um, <laughs> he meant pin it to the, to the Twitter I'm space. talking about in Twitter, and I went to our <laughs> thread, and I don't even see it. So I appreciate everything that you're saying, but I feel like you're just making stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tag you, you in it right now. NFT Nick. There okay. you go. And, <laughs> Real quick, I'm going to take Jesse off speakers just because I want to let Fran on stage because I know Fran has done deep research on, you know, Board API Club and, and what's going on. So I want to hear from him. First, I just want to throw to Node. Node, what are your thoughts on everything that we're talking about? I'm assuming this falls into your value accrues to the top thesis. 100%. Yes. I, let's just say that once a show um, and then we'll remember. But uh, <laughs> I, I just have two questions. Uh, number one, has Yuga Labs... Uh, ha- has there ever been an official announcement saying that this will actually be a land sale? That's number, that's question number one. And number two, uh, is is the claim on, that mutants and apes get the same as the Dutch auction land sale? I don't know the answer to those two questions. Is anybody else? I don't think they're confirmed. Fran, do you what, have any insight on that? The, what do you mean by the, same, the second part of your question? So... Like mutant, they they say that you know if you own a mutant or you own a board ape, right? You you get a uh, you get a claim, a free claim. Is that the same free? Is that asset that you get? Is it the same thing that everybody else will get if they're in the if they win the Dutch auction and, and mint a, a piece of whatever this is? That's a great question. I think that the claims are going to have some sort of exclusivity to them. If you look at the deck screenshot that I shared, it shows that like. Exclusive to mutant ape yacht club owners, slime sediment. So you yeah, think that kicks? It's uh, it's called Alpha Land and Beta Land. I yep. think it was in the in the test network uh, contract. But yeah, it's a different type yeah. of land. So probably I would assume that like them. whatever you yeah, I would assume because they want to keep the amount of those limited. I would assume that when you claim, you'll get either Alpha or Beta. And then when you want to, if you want to buy an additional, I'm not sure. Maybe it's an Alpha Beta, or maybe you just go in the general public sale. But that's a great question. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of unknowns, which adds to it. Uh, ben Jamin, you're posting something in the Discord. Do you have anything to add, or does Fran? Fran, I do you have anything to, to add? Top as well, a tweet that I created because it was so difficult to access it. I'm making <laughs> lives easier for other people that are in the audience that can't figure out where the hell the damn message is that Captain Kicks is posting. <laughs> I found it from him. I appreciate him tagging me. We, no problem, Nick. Know. I'm a marketer, so like, if you funnel people through the the paid channel of your business, <laughs> oh no, uh, something could could happen. Maybe people buy it. Or something. 
<laughs> Kicks trying to implement some paywalls here on the fly. Um, you know, Ben or Fran, do you have any thoughts on this? And then I'm going to throw to uh, to Bert to talk about maybe 10 KTF's connection to this event. Yeah, no, just that, um, what's it called? So far, all the quote unquote rumors that we've heard have pretty much been true. So if that's the case, it, it does seem like the ape land is the alpha land, the mutant land is the beta land, and then so on. Um, and again, like I was bringing up yesterday, just the resources to me were the most exciting part. And so um, it's seeming like uh, uh, other people are coming around to that idea as well. Well, some true rumors. Where were we on those? Those sound like a pretty good well, opportunity. Yeah. There was a lot of <laughs> false rumors, though, like that cool cats and world of women are going to get their yeah. own yeah. Of land yeah. and be able That's to mint it. But yeah. the ape land, the ape, the rumor that I was priced an ape, hundred percent true. Um, and the rumor that like mutants and board apes were going to get like some exclusive land, hundred percent true. Yeah, and, and you know, with ten KTF, there's a lot of rumors there. We have Bird on stage. Uh, Bird, I saw that you sold your dog, your Gucci dog, and the, the Gucci um, collection has really been pumping today. You know, Wappy's the first person that brought us ten KTF way back when, but Bert definitely has been a champion along the way. And you know, ten KTF sat there for you know for months at point two, point three ETH floor, and then all of a sudden now it's almost at like an ETH and a half floor, and there's a lot of speculation about the Genesis items in the collection having some sort of connection specifically to CODAs, among other things. Bert, wh what are your thoughts on the current state of affairs with, you know, uh, 10KTF and, and this land sale? Yeah, so with 10KTF, 10, 10 one thing I've learned over time is not to get my hopes up too much because the team is always very cryptic about the clues that they leave. But at the end of the day, they're very... Uh, particular so I don't think they would put the coded juice in the it was on the official website of 10ktf they kind of tease it on the the shelf um, I don't think they would do that without any really good reason and during the the kind of demystific demystification of it all Figgy he mentioned that there's no uh, partnership with he was trolling I, I assume with Pizza Hut right so as he kept saying that over and over, it's, it, was, it became very clear that he wasn't, of course, talking about Pizza Hut, but the only other project that would fall in line with that is Yuga Labs. So I would assume that that partnership is going to become official eventually um, in terms of what it's going to do with the codas and the land and so on and so forth. I have no clue, uh, but I'm excited nonetheless, because it's if there were any... Uh, if there were ever a project that has a direct connection, it's probably 10KTF with the Gaio Siri uh, thing and people and so on and so forth. And the fact that every project that's in that The Other Side video is already a partner project of Wagmisan. So uh, I'm excited for that. I sold my Gucci dog just so that I can get more ape coin. Um, mm. Like I have, uh, I actually bought two more Gucci Grails, uh, Gutter Cat and the Mutant. So I'm still oh, okay. exposed to that ecosystem. Um, and yeah, I actually forgot that I was KYC. So as soon as I saw that and confirmed this morning, I figured I might as, might as well start loading up. And I'm actually on the page right now. I'm considering selling my thimble for another three and a half ETH just because, I mean, Wait, who one knows? thimble is three and a half ETH? It's, yeah, 3.84. It actually got to five oh, ETH fuck? yesterday. Yeah, kicks. Like 2.5, 2. I think, is what I sold mine at. So, kicks. I looked, I looked through that. It was so depressing. <laughs> well, there was that actually... video. There was the video months ago that we, we constantly reference. I got to make sure that we upload that. I had like on, six on TikTok. Thimbles. 
Yeah, like on TikTok. I, I think everybody looks at that and they just think it's Monopoly money because it's a Monopoly piece. And so they see the thimble and they're like, yo, I've seen this before. That's worth a bunch of cash. Yeah, so, I mean, we were the only ones buying that stuff in that one video. Micah G, me, Kix, Nick, Wappy. Like, we were the only people buying that stuff. It took so long. And then the thesis came true, the supply squeeze thesis, the thesis that the reusable items were going to have a ton of value. Um, I actually locked in a trade on super clean cloth at the last minute when Bert, I actually saw Bert buy some super clean cloth. And it was like, I don't know, Bert, maybe 0.07 per. And I saw a three pack at the floor. This was like a week ago. Like this was very, very recent. It was right as 10 KTF was pumping, but that cloth got left behind and I just scooped it up and I ended up selling all three of the super clean cloth for 0.2. So it was like a legit 3X on the investment, which was really, really nice. But yeah, I mean, everybody waited forever for this stuff to kind of come to light. Um, one question and then we'll move on. Why did you sell the dog and you're holding the mutant and the gutter cat? Uh, for one, I mean, dog, the dog's awesome, but Mutants are trading for a premium, and the gutter cats, there are only like two listed completely. Uh, like the gutter cat game, they just don't sell. So I figure uh, I might as well keep those two. And plus, it looks pretty dope as a PFP. But um, before we move on, really quick, there, uh, I know everybody's got their eyes on the other side and Yuga Lath and things like that. But I'm looking at uh, other projects that are being slept on right now, and three in particular. We've talked about Huxley a lot. I think that's a huge, huge play that. Um, I've got a nice size bag of, as well as uh, the Artifact Pod X or the Loot Pods. Um, I picked up a couple yesterday just because they're sitting at 0.7. And that's, it's rumors. And I don't know, I'm not too familiar with the Artifact ecosystem, but they say that's supposed to be like the quote unquote land for that ecosystem. I could be completely wrong. But if so, then that seems like an absolute steal, especially given that Monoliths just got three airdrops just for holding that alone um and then the last one would be bioland so just a couple ecosystems that i would keep my eyes on while everything else is uh, kind of low and quiet until they get their chance to shine yeah it's good it's going along with that thesis of when everyone's zigging you should be zagging so while everyone including us is talking about board ape land you should be looking at the other sleeper projects um as well, especially if people make money off of the land and, and go hunting for some other stuff. I just wanted to, I, I, we may want to move on from the, the other side land, but just based on this one slide in their deck, it says each plot of land will have the possibility of containing natural resources, rare artifacts, and if you are lucky, a coda. So what everyone's been saying today, they're spot on when you get your land there's, it, it's going to be paired NFTs. You're going to get land, but you're also going to have the potential to get resources, artifacts, and potentially a coda. And then there's also going to be multiple types of land. So uh, like, like the design of the land themselves. They had eight different types of land previews in their slide deck. So basically, you're going to be able to trade different types of lands. You're going to be able to trade the resources and the artifacts on the land. And if you're lucky, you're going to get a coda as well. And then, of course, there's this alpha versus beta versus public land differentiator as well. So long story short, there's going to be lots of things to trade and lots of things to trade off of, which if you consider yourself a good trader is great. 
because you would think that there'll be some alpha opportunities where people are maybe overpricing land, but underpricing resources, et cetera. So it should be a fun time to trade. And so there won't be a public sale for quotas then, right? The only way to get a quota is to find it in your land and then you can buy yeah. it in a second. Yeah, and there's 10,000 of them. So 10,000. Well, yeah, one of the confusing things is that um, on their pitch deck, they, they put the... Uh, Metaverse land sale is happening in March or April, and then they have airdropping codas is happening in May. Um, but it, we're not sure, like, it could potentially be something like you do get some codas with the land, but maybe they airdrop more to holders. I don't know, but they're, yeah, they're listed mintable kicks. It says they're, they're going to be dropped as mintable NFTs, which is interesting phrasing. Yeah, but they say as mintable NFTs, but they just say creating secondary sales and they don't list primary sale revenue like they do with the other ones. And they use the terminology airdropping. But you're right, as mintable NFTs, maybe what that means then is maybe with your land, you'll get, um, you, you have a chance to get resources, you have a chance to get an artifact, and you'll probably have a chance to get like a coda claim pass, right? that then you can use that claim pass to go mint a coda for free sometime in May. Maybe that's it. Yeah, probably something like that. And and if it's if that if it were to come like that and as a paired NFT that you could decouple to also trade that on secondary sales, which they're they're they mentioned a few times creating secondary sales. Um, I know this is a you know a financial deck, and so they have to harp on that aspect of it. But it it would be interesting to basically decouple a mint pass from there and give the codas their own you know secondary ecosystem. Yeah, it's like probably going to be like a. It's probably potentially going to be like a uh, an artifact like monolith style thing, where like you know the lands will kind of can you'll you'll like get a land bundle essentially and then you can go like claim all of the nfts but like you know the monolith model is pretty good at doing exactly what we're talking about which is you bought the monolith box and there's like three things inside essentially so it could see a similar model to that but yeah just based on their deck and of course things change we may not be getting like fully revealed codas out of the gate. I'm not sure, but you may be getting like you get your land and it's like, oh, you have a coda. It's a separate NFT, but it's like a claim pass to eventually mint it when it's live. But but I guess we'll find out. Do you think the dogs play any role in being able to find coda or do you think that's a completely false rumor? Um, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I think that dogs have just always been like in an awkward spot in their roadmap because you know, it was just like a free airdrop for like a charity that they did back in the day. Um, I wouldn't think that if codas are supposed to be a big part of this metaverse play, I wouldn't think that they would just randomly tie dogs to it and not tell anyone. But I mean, who knows? But but, but that that sounds like a fake rumor to me. Who knows? Uh, we have dove deep into this and this was a great conversation what a story in the NFT space. This is going to be the next big liquidity event, it seems. I really like whoever brought up buying Artifact during this because I feel like Artifact had a recent pump and then they came out with the sneakers. So maybe there's a lull, uh, you know, because people sell their Artifact stuff in order to buy the Bored Ape stuff. Fran, you bought a bunch of those Artifact, um, I forget what it's called, the, th the box. I, I don't know, is it the pod? Is that what yeah. it's called? Yeah, so and you, uh, the monolith, I ended up uh, selling most of them pre-reveal. Um, I was thinking it was going to be an Air Force One inside, but 
as soon as I found out it was a dunk, um, you know, that's my, my favorite sneaker. So I went ahead and picked <laughs> up a, a monolith just to reveal. I also picked up a, a, a dunk um, just because they said that the, the shoe itself is its own ecosystem. So if you think of it like the clone or the pods, they're basically saying the shoe will con- uh, constantly get airdrops. Um, my guess is those airdrops would be the vials because it's really easy um, to just throw um, that type of NFT out to unlock it almost as a key. Um, what, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to have an app so that you can change the colors of your shoe based upon the entities you have. So yeah, me as a sneaker collector, the idea of a single shoe being a whole sneaker collection, uh, I'm going after the shoe to, to get multiple airdrops personally. Very nice. So just to move on a little bit, uh, I know we got a few people with their hands raised. I wanted Iceman to, to give us a very quick summary of what the Discord's been doing over the past 24 hours as far as like you know action in the market. And I'm going to rotate speakers a little bit, so please don't take it personally if I take you off stage. But yeah, Iceman, what's going on in the Nifty Portal Discord? GM, GM, what a uh, amazing space we had last night, man. It uh, That was a lot of fun, but uh, a lot of good stuff going on in the uh, Discord. I'll give you a little bit more than 24 hours. Saturday night, we minted the Plague NFT. Uh, it's this thick frog-looking thing and hasn't revealed yet. Definitely not a great play. Uh, was led by our admirable Easy Eats, I think, in the Discord. And I, I made a couple bucks off it, so it wasn't the worst thing ever. But the two kind of really interesting things that popped up the last couple days was uh, Token Proof Founders Pass and this Block Probe Founders Pass. So it kind of goes back to what you were saying about utility and all that stuff. Both of these things... Uh, you know, focus around NFT utility. Token proof is, uh, a, they they claim it's a safer and more secure way to deal with NFT ownership. And there's been some rumors that uh, AJ Vanderchuk, LinksDAO, and maybe Lyrical Lemonade could possibly implement that tech. Um, so that was posted in the Discord when it was like 0.2. It's now sitting around 0.725. And last night when Alpha Shark was ripping, we were kind of all talking about different tools and stuff like that. Someone had posted Block Probe Founders Pass. It was sitting at that point last night, right before Nick's space went live. It was at a 0.23 floor. Now it's sitting at a 0.698. So some decent gains there for uh, the nifty members that bought in for sure. Very nice, Ice Man. Anything that the Discord's been talking about this morning that people should know about? I think we're kind of uh, excited about ugly people. Um, we're kind of on the fence, I guess. I think a lot of us feel like OX Studios has a solid team. The artist has, you know, won multiple uh, awards for his art. And I, I have, I, and again, this might not be the general consensus, but I have the feeling that maybe this doesn't ever AI, where the art comes out and people are like, ah, it looks the same, yada, yada. And soon enough, it starts to rip. Uh, but we'll see, right? So that's kind of what's going on in the Discord. Very nice, Iceman. We we'll appreciate that Discord update. That's for people that own the Nifty Portal and are able to participate in the Portal chat. Uh, Micah G, you have your hands raised. What's going on? Well, I'm I'm just continuing to come back to uh, you know the, the <laughs> A plan. <laughs> so if we've moved on, I mean, what do you uh, got to add? I'm sure well, it's good stuff. Okay, so I. Again, I keep diving further down, like the progression of like what this probably is, and and therefore like what I can and cannot buy into the ecosystem. But I think it's an interesting point that maybe Vicky brought up about this idea of like trying to get off of OpenSea and the fact that you know you would you would be saving two point five percent on every single sale if you're if you're doing all this stuff off OpenSea. And that coupled with the fact that I was 
I was kind of confused for the like venture capital investors of like why they would be comfortable letting Yuga continue to just like sell stuff in their own native token, which is going to be super hard to offload, right? If you see Yuga trying to suddenly sell 33 million of these ape coins, it's going to tank the price. Um, and you know, when, when it unlocks for Animoca and they have 150 million of these coins, how do they, you know, get rid of that without spooking, uh, you know, regular consumers. So I'm thinking about, it and I'm like, if they have their own, <clears throat> if they have their own, uh, marketplace and they basically just say, we're not on OpenSea anymore. We're going to do all of the buying and selling there. They're able to tell their investors we're saving 2.5% off of every single one of these sales, uh, you know, from the OpenSea fee. And then on top of that, they can say, look, we're just going to drive demand to ApeCoin and drive demand to resources. And then we're going to pocket all of that, right? We're going to, we're going to be able to, to sort of like continue to gain that ecosystem. And then they could start to become the people that you're actually buying and selling the ApeCoin from. So in that instance, right, ApeCoin really does become the most important thing because what they can say is, look, investors, if you're trying to get out, we're just going to continue driving demand to ApeCoin. And then we're going to allow people to directly buy and sell ApeCoin from us. And where's the ApeCoin going to come from? Any large investor or VC that wants out, right? You can put 15 million ApeCoin in the pool. And as ApeCoin is being bought directly from the website, it's just coming out of that other group's pool. So it would be a way for sort of like venture capital and stuff to, to actually get cash out without sort of an open, you know, Coinbase or... Or, uh, you know, on a secondary market, having to dump their ape coin, it's just going to be like, hey, we have a pool of ape coin that's viable. We continue driving demand to that. We continue driving demand to our marketplace. So in this case, like what they've said about ape coin and just saying, like, this is the center of the other side, I'm becoming way more and more comfortable with buying it. If it dips, I'll probably continue to buy more because Yuga has really like transparently said, we're going to drive value to ape coin. All of our uh, investors are comfortable sitting in ApeCoin. We're comfortable locking up ApeCoin for a year. So, like, they're making it pretty clear that the play here is like, is like, if it dips and people are upset after the land sale and ApeCoin dips, I'm probably buying more. If they overprice the Dutch auction and it dips in price because people are like, oh, it's way too expensive, I'll probably buy more because they've made it very clear on their pitch decks to investors and their actions that, like, they're going to just drive demand to ApeCoin. Right? They're going to do whatever they can yeah. to drive demand to ApeCoin. And they're going to do that for a year. Otherwise, they make no money from the sale. Yeah, I, I completely agree with like most of what you're saying, which is that um, they're going to create so much demand and need for Ape that if investors want to sell, there's enough demand for it that it's not going to like absolutely crater the price. I don't think that they're going to create their own pool necessarily and let people buy and sell from it because then they can get very close to running an exchange. And I think that they would much prefer to offload that uh, regulatory risk to, um, you know, Coinbase and FTX, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I do think everything else you're saying is spot on that, like as an investor, you're you're super excited right now. It's a top 30 coin and it's, it's moving, you know, trending very well. It's the number one NFT ecosystem. So yeah, even if you're locked for six months or a year, if this is a success, um, there, there's going to be a lot of demand for it and you'll be able to, you know, sell off whatever you want into the demand. It's a better instrument than equity. You'd rather have ApeCoin than equity in Yuga Labs. You can't sell Yuga Labs 
uh, equity easily a year from now, you can sell ApeCoin instantly. Um, but yeah, I think you're spot on. Wapi kind of alluded to it yesterday when we were on the YouTube show. He said, Yuga uh, Labs is going to send a signal by pricing the land in Ape that their entire ecosystem going forward is going to be in Ape. And so I think you're kind of spot on, Micah, that you can almost buy Ape as like a, a more liquid bet on Yuga Labs than any other product, more liquid than any of the NFTs. I wouldn't be surprised if there's never a Yuga Labs NFT that mints again in Ethereum. Yeah, why? I mean, if if you're you know adopting what Wapi and Kicks are talking about as your thesis, then you're right. It just wouldn't make sense for them to do that. If they can kind of figure that part out, then it's just all about ApeCoin. I mean, when you look at ApeCoin, it's already kind of expensive when you think about it. So I wonder how high it can actually go. But it's definitely interesting to think about it. Node, what's on your mind? You have your hand raised. Yeah, well, you know, if we're ready to move on from from Ape World, uh, I, I, I'd love to I'd love to pump Nick's bags, uh, his Moonbird <laughs> specifically. Uh, just wanted to talk. Please a, continue. A, yes, yes. <laughs> just for a moment on. I don't know if anyone caught the the spaces yesterday that, that Kevin Rose did, um, but man, he makes. Sorry, no offense to every single person on this stage. He makes us all look like chumps, man. Like the way that he speaks, he is like so clear, so articulate, like so dialed in, like yeah, so like humble. Try and marry him. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> uh, I, I'm already married. I have three kids. I'm, I'm, I have a very happy life here. Uh, but uh, he, I, I'm just saying, like listening to him uh, talk about and like go directly at the issue at hand, which was Ryan Carson. Uh, and he was very gracious about it, very clear, very concise. Uh, listening to what he's talking about, what he wants to build with Alexis, um, made me like extremely, extremely bullish. So uh, very excited about the birds, very excited about what Kevin Rose is doing. Um, and, and, and yeah, and, and I guess one, one question that I will, I'll, I'll allow it to go back to the apes. So let's say theoretically you have 2,000 ape coins, 2,084, theoretically. What, what would you do? Uh, come Saturday. How much of that should I hold, theoretically? How much of that should I use to mint? <laughs> what's the price? What's the what's the mint price? Uh, let's say let's say that it's uh it starts at I don't know two hundred fifty ape or something is the. Is I'm using the... every single penny I have, and I'm probably uh, taking out debt to buy more. Okay, I'm in. I'm gonna do it all, and uh, and I'm gonna blame you, Micah, one way or the other. So. If it's like 600 ape coin, then I'm like, eh, you know, maybe I'll wait around a little bit, hope it dips uh, by one or two and save some of the ape coin. But if it's 250, I don't see how these aren't a multi Ethereum thing. So if 250 right now is like, you know, 1.5 Ethereum and I can instantly turn it into maybe three or four, uh, why wouldn't you just use all, the, up, all that ape coin and take the profits? Yeah. Okay. I'm doing it. The, I guess the only thing I think about though is, is, I'm gonna have to get some more later, right? In order to continue to play the game, uh, but hopefully the, the the coin dips uh, at some point later. Yeah, no, you just put your cause... three kids to work, and they earn ape coin, and then you've got money to spend. <laughs> yeah, it's weird yeah. I, I just got to get them to pick up after themselves first. So once we get there, if the Dutch auction starts too low, though, it's going to be a gas war. Like if the Dutch auction starts at 200 ape, is what I was thinking about. You're gonna spend maybe an Ethereum just trying to get your transaction through. These guys are so smart. They're not going to let a gas war happen for sure. Um, I think they'll have this this game plan really played out. The one thing I'm surprised with is I actually thought Ape would pump higher 
uh, than it is now off of the news, to be honest with you, which leads me to believe my original thesis may be correct that a lot of people that plan on buying a lot of Yuga Labs land already has accumulated a position. But also, also, uh, there's no. It doesn't make sense to have it pump until you know what it's going to cost, right? If it costs way too exactly. much ape, then the price of ape is too high. If it costs way too little ape, the price is too low. Although I actually think that a lot of the ape token will be burned through this, which is interesting, which actually could uh, and have a positive impact on the overall price of ape. But you also have to understand, for those that have been holding on to their ape token at this point, twenty dollars is a pretty significant level to be sitting at. Yeah. Uh, and and they're definitely like there's going to be some sell pressure from those that are looking at uh, their board ape assets. Uh, Not from assets you. You sold all of yours to buy a moonbird. Okay, well, <laughs> hey, thanks for pointing that out. Really appreciate that. That turned out not to be the best trade in that scenario. It was pretty good. It was pretty good, for sure. Um, you know, I let Bell NFTs on stage. Bell, what are you thinking about? Hey, guys. So um, I'm going to be like everybody else on Saturday, just shopping probably for some, hopefully, for some good bargains on blue chips. Um, but last night, I just want to share with everybody, if you haven't noticed, Dead Friends got a little pop. From last night, they announced that the roadmap is going to be published on the 28th. I know this because, like a dumbass, last night I decided to just floor it. I hadn't seen anything, and I said, <laughs> All right, I'm, going start, I'm going to start consolidating and be prepared for Saturday, right? And of course, it sold within a couple of hours overnight and uh, it doubled. So there you go. You're still in the <laughs> As the NFT space does. So when you say it doubled, what, what did the floor go to? Right now it's at 0.33, I think. Point. Wow. Yeah, 0.33. Well, me and EZ had been talking about how bullish we were on uh, Dead Friends for a while. Uh, got a little bit impatient as the utility meta started to come into play in the NFT space and ended up basically selling my two Dead, dead Friends. So not that many, but my two Dead Friends for more or less what I paid for them. But that's hilarious that you sold them and then they immediately pumped right after. I've had that happen so many times. One recent experience I think I, I had that with was actually Dogecoin. Someone had been... Uh, pitching me that the technicals on Dogecoin looked really good. I bought it. It immediately went down. I ended up selling it, and it literally pumped the evening after I sold it. Like I, I sold it. I had uh, sold it that morning. So that was definitely uh, a learning experience for me, for sure. Um, we got NFT God on stage, the reigning uh, poker tournament champion of the Nifty Discord. Uh, you dropped some great knowledge yesterday on the show. What's going on today? Yeah, I mean, speaking of dead friends, I got a free one from that poker tournament, so I'm glad to see that that floor is going up. So, oh shit, you, you did, your... didn't you? That's hilarious. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I got an interesting looking frog with its eyes closed, so I'm very proud of that. Very I, cool. Uh, yeah, I, I don't mean to harp on the subject much longer. I know it's been the subject the entire day, but I just don't see how it is a good idea to buy the Yuga Labs on the secondary market. I understand if you're KYC'd and, or you have the ape or the mutant, but there, I just feel like there's so many reasons not to buy it on the secondary market between them launching a hundred thousand more later this year, uh, it, between the idea of a metaverse being so far off. And, uh, you know, I, I think the idea kicks brought up about the kind of P2E experience of trading resources is cool. But I, I don't know if, if you know you've been any in any P2E experience. It's impossible for everyone to make money. Everyone goes in thinking they're going to make money, but the idea of two hundred thousand people making money off this P2E experience 
is very kumbaya. It, it just can't happen. Usually what happens is the smaller fish in the game who buy on secondary later or buy just one land, they're just feeding the whales who got in early or have a tremendous amount of land. So if you're not KYC'd, I think the odds of you profiting off one of these 200,000 pieces of land that will be on secondary is just very, very low. That, that's a tremendous amount of supply. I really like what you're saying. Uh, two parts. One is a lot of people thought the same thing about Mew and ABI clubs at the time. It was a historic 2.5 ETH Dutch auction, and nobody thought that that was going to be profitable. That ended up being profitable. Um, you're spot on with PDE gaming long term. Um, unless you have parabolic growth, not everyone can win. Um, and you are also right that there's another 100,000 land coming in a couple of months. So what I'm going to need you to do is not say any of that again <laughs> for about three weeks until I can fully get in and out of my position, and then I'll be on your side of the court. Yeah, I mean, the, the play is if you want to have a good position in, I won't call it a Ponzi, but let's call it a pyramid. If you want to be in a good position in the pyramid, <laughs> you want to be selling any land you get in the KYC immediately on the secondary. Because with all the supply coming later in summer, it's just, I think there's a lot more reasons why you'll lose money buying on the secondary uh, than you'll gain. You look at well, projects like Creeps, right? Everyone was trading and buying to get as much Lumi as possible because everyone thought they could make money. And then what happened? Everyone was selling the Lumi and went to zero. It's just, I, I think that P2E is, is it's just very hard to pull off. I, I don't think they can do it here unless there's a nice game experience attached. Well, if anyone's so, going to do it, I think it would be them. And I, I don't think that the Creeps comparison is necessarily that apt. Go ahead, Nick. I was going to say, if there is any situation in which people can go hunting for codas, essentially, where, like, as you meant the land, you may win a coda, uh, it's almost concerning because what you'll see is people actually just playing the lottery, uh, which is what happened with the Mebits floor. If you were... Uh, an unfortunate, uh, unsuspecting victim of that situation, which I was. Um, you basically bought at market price while all of the crypto punks were getting uh, free MeBits. And what they were doing was taking and dumping those so they could get more ETH to go buy more MeBits and try and hit the lottery uh, or play the lottery and hit the jackpot with some rare uh, MeBit. I don't know that uh, Board API Club is going would make that uh, same mistake, but that's something that we've definitely seen play out. So I'm not sure how that's going to materialize. Uh, it looks like Micah has some thought on it, but uh, and and real quick, I just want to ask. So there's a hundred thousand land plots and there's ten thousand codas. So we're looking at a ten percent chance to get a coda here. Well, we don't know if that's actually what's happening. This is pure speculation at this point. Like fully pure speculation, as it differs from uh, the docs. But um, they do keep tweeting about, they're like, oh, where are the codas? Where are the codas? And you're like, I don't know where are the codas. Oh, my God, I want to find out where's the codas. And he's like, where is it? And then I'm like, oh, my God, I want to find out. How much ETH do I have to spend? Oh, I got to spend $400,000. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's how everybody feels, Nick. Michael, what's going on? Well, yeah, I think, uh, I think NFT God obviously is providing a decent amount of important sobriety on these points. Um, but just, just to kind of like crystallize why, even though like all of these things are, are dangerous, and I'm, I'm actually somebody that will sell way too early and suggest to NFT Nick that he sells way too early on a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, but the thesis here is a little bit like, like 
there are a lot of things that fall by the wayside and, and attention goes to other places. It happened with creeps. It happens with most projects. Um, but there's just something about like, if your thesis is that this space ends up surviving and ends up going somewhere, um, there are going to be interesting experiences that people want to be involved in or interesting ecosystems that they want to be involved in. And Board Ape is obviously drawing a very clear line of this is our ecosystem. This is half of the land pieces, half of the half of the stuff that's going to exist in it. You know, Axie Infinity Land still goes for multiple Ethereum, and that place is now a dumpster fire. Um, so it's it's they're just saying this is our area, and if you believe in it, like this is what you're going to buy into. So all of this stuff is a bet, right? All of this stuff is incredibly dangerous, and if this succeeds, probably there's a lot of projects. That are, abs- that are completely in the dumpster because of it, right? If this thing wins, it's going to be on the ashes of BYO land, on the ashes of Decentraland, on the ashes of every other project, but that's the bet. So I do agree there's going to be people that get wrecked buying too high, people that get in low, people that make money off the, you know, off the mint on the backs of people who get wrecked. Like this is going to be a dangerous ecosystem. And I want people to not get in unless they are comfortable with that. But this is the bet of Yuga Labs wins the land race and their project and their ecosystem stays while others die. And so yeah, to, Mike, a chance to get into that is huge. Here's the issue though, is I don't think that bet can crystallize for a very long time. Right. It sounds like in the short term, it's going to be some sort of P2E game, potentially where you're trading resources. But this isn't going to turn into a full game experience where people are actually paying to experience this game like you would see a Call of Duty Warzone or a Fortnite for a very long time. I just don't think that's realistic. And in this NFT space, there's so much ADD where I don't think 200,000 people are going to diamond hand this land for four years until a video game experience is out. I don't agree with that because this is one of the long bets, right? This is the bet of like, I think Yuga Labs is the winner. I think Yuga Labs is the ecosystem that survives when all else of them die. So yeah, I they're the apple of NFTs. But the, the apes and the mutants, I see why people diamond hand it. Because, I mean, this mutant, as silly as it looks, it's my online identity. I'm going to diamond hand it forever. But, you know, 200,000 pieces of land that all kind of look the same, like the sandbox grid with all the squares. People don't that's, have identity attached. That's to not it. at all. That's not at all what it's supposed to look like. They're all supposed to have unique resources, unique like gamified aspects. Yeah, so and I don't even blank. think that they're. I don't even think that they're necessarily trying to build a metaverse like sandbox. It, it may be more of like a gamified, like RTS kind of experience in in the short term. I know what you're saying, which is like, yeah, if it takes years to get functionality out of the metaverse that, or the land play, then it's not going to do well. But I mean, you also have to like, look at like people are paying a half a million dollars for a picture of an ape and like, there's no gameplay or anything like that. Yeah. You can make the identity play uh, for sure, but I, it's just tough to fade Yuga Labs. Cause every time I've done it, it's cost me collectively $9 million now. So <laughs> I feel like if I keep doing it, then I'm going to get into the eight figure digit of missed games <laughs> on yuga labs and i think that i may just just take my suv right off the local bridge if that happens so i think i'm kind of hand tied on this one i get what you're saying but this is just a completely different paradigm than anything yuga labs has released in the past 
everything they've released in the past was this identity-based thing you put as your PFP that you're proud of, that you grow an emotional connection to. I don't see 200,000 people growing emotional connections to plots of land no, you're, and wanting you're to diamond hand it forever unless there's an experience or some sort of you know, software attached to it that's compelling for the people that's holding it. You're definitely right, but I think the, the simplest, the best way to simplify it is Captain Kicks just did. As long as the trade keeps working, keep making the trade. And yeah. in this case, the trade is just buy anything, Yuga Labs. Eventually, the trade won't work. But for now, the trade continues to work. And in this market, theoretically, you, like I don't see any reason that you shouldn't make that trade. I made the trade every time I've faded. Literally, and I've sold, I sold a mutant at $100,000. It went up $50,000. That's ridiculous. I sold some ape coin and for, for $50,000 worth. That should have been worth another $100,000. Like, that's ludicrous amounts of money. So even when I fade it at what seems like absurd levels, I still continue to lose. Now, let's be clear, I've won. Like, and anyone who doesn't think that, uh, like, it, th these are life-changing sums of money, like literally. Um, but I think that, and, and like, we can't forget that. But, uh, but f as it applies to trading, as long as the trade uh, continues to work, keep making that trade. And that, that's, that's what I think is, is the case here. And the well, whole mission, real, real quick, real quick, the whole mission of Yuga Labs is make this trade work, right? That's the whole thing. The, the, the number one mission of everybody there is figure out a way to make this economy, right? I'm substituting the word economy for Ponzi here <laughs> because, because everyone's like Ponzi, Ponzi, Ponzi. I also think that the people that say Ponzi, Ponzi, Ponzi are holding NFTs for like a week or less or two weeks is a long hold. And I also think that as soon as there's a bear market, we won't see them in the Discord anymore. That Those are my thoughts. But Wapi, you were going to say one more thought and then we're going to wrap. I basically echo everything that Micah had said earlier. And I also understand where NFT God is coming from. So like my advice to people is, if this is something that scares you or it feels like too much money for you, you're not going to get wrecked by sitting on the sidelines and waiting. The other thing that like people need to remember is FOMO is like when most people are losing money. So if you want to get into this system, you know, this might be the time to get in at the cheapest level, but there's probably going to be a point where we go through ultra bear market and you're going to be able to pick some of this stuff up. But I think like what everybody else is saying here is Yuga is number one right now. And whether you love them or hate them, like they're number one and you don't fade the number one until they give you a reason not to. And Yuga hasn't fucked up yet. This is the start of the expansion into the ecosystem. And they're expecting us all to buy merch, to go watch movies, to play video games. And they're not expecting only 10,000 monkeys to do it. They're expecting the system to grow. And until they fuck this up, I'm going to have some trust and try to ride with it. This is my entry into this system. And I think a lot of other people are looking at it that way as well. I think that's I really fair, like what Wapi said, though, P.O., is that if you feel yourself having FOMO and if you feel yourself acting emotional and not logical, you're entering a trade with the complete wrong mentality and you're going to mess it up 90% of the time. And we do have to remember that when mutants launched, they came out at 2.5. They instantly went to five, went they up went to, to like 10. Nine. To, to, yeah, yeah exactly they went up nine. to nine, 10, and then slow grinded all the way down almost to mint price, like 30% yep. above mint price. And then that was a perfect opportunity to load up. But the yep. worst it, it's, I mean, if you bought at 10, you're still up four X, but it stung as you went all the way down to 3.3. So as you know, NFT got, everyone has said, 
it's going to take time for the play to fully develop out. So you don't have to FOMO in. Um, you want to be making smart investment decisions if, if you do want to buy in. And you have to have the capacity to hold for a while. Yeah. And, and just to add to what Kix is saying, to send a message to everybody, Newton stayed at three ETH for a month. Kennel Dog stayed at one ETH for a month. Uh, seven out of the 10 Aku chapters stayed at mint price for a year. 10 KTF bags stayed at 0.2 for six months. Uh, 10 KTF stock room just corrected by 50% and stayed there for months, you know? So like at the You're end of the day- You're welcome to that early 10K call, by the way all yeah. the bag holders for months that we had to hold just for bird to come in and rise all your bags <laughs> to the top. Hey, kicks, uh, kicks and whoever else, just so you want to know, uh, two days ago, one of those pairs of scissors that we were buying at 1.5 sold for 22 Ethereum. Cool, cool man. Another one. Thanks for letting me know that. Micah, did you miss the 25? <laughs> 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 All right, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed the show. This show happens Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern. Occasionally, we do a little night show, like last night. That was a lot of fun. Nick at night is what we might call it. Nick's got to host those because he's just so funny, uh, and everyone loves nighttime Nick. It's kind of like date Mike. It's the same idea. Our, this show is sponsored by FTX. Sign up at thenifty.com slash FTX uh, on your web browser or with the code thenifty uh, on our mobile app. I also wanted to throw it out there ftx has been an absolutely badass sponsor for us and i am not just saying that i've really enjoyed working with them and as we continue to work with them i'm just enjoying it more and next week we're gonna have one of the higher ups uh from ftx on the show and they're giving away four thousand bucks worth of nfts so look out for that last time we gave away i believe it was like three thousand bucks worth of nfts and everybody really enjoyed that i'm currently curating what nfts we're giving away so let me know if you have any ideas on what fits into a $4,000 budget. But again, this is the Market and Trade Talk Show.